wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Once again, podcast. Your boy is Matt, Brian, and uh, Brian. It's magical. Yeah, <laughs> we got a magical, magical episode. Magical season eight premiere. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, of of the movie Mayhem podcast. I mean, if this is the premiere, who knows? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, because because so, I, I just said it. it okay, has, so, I'm, the, I'm the one who edits and puts these things up, so I'll just put it in first. All right, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. So, uh, Brian. There's a number of times throughout the lifespan of this podcast mm. that you that we have a franchise or an IP that you have not sworn against, but really didn't show, never showed any interest in watching. Uh, yes, where it kind of came out at a time where I kind of missed it. Right, I feel like I missed the golden era of it. Mm-hmm. And when when that tends to happen, Brian, it's usually early two thousands fantasy. Then. Honestly, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> usually it's fantasy, and usually it's in the early two thousands. Two thousand from two thousand six. It was a rough patch for Brian McCormick. So uh, you know we can obviously you know forgive you for the things that we miss that you missed in that time. Right. However, there are when we refer to those movies, you shut down typically. Yeah, you know, we we talk whenever we used to talk about Lord of the Rings. You're like, oh, I, I didn't watch it, and right. like, and that was it until finally I watched it. You watched it, and I, you know, you like Lord of the Rings. They're good. Uh, yeah, it's good. yeah. I did recently say that if they ever like if a movie theater ever puts Lord of the Rings back in the movie theaters, I will go It'd see it. Be a great the cinematic, theater, great. It's a great cinematic yeah. experience. I feel like that's what I felt bad about missing it in the theater because yeah. it's a big screen uh, epic. This these movies eh, so far not so much. <laughs> I haven't been caught and be like, wow, this would have been great on the big screen. This would have been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have been a nightmare. But the the other another franchise, another fantasy franchise from the early two thousands that you know, the the myself, Mikey, and and a few other people that My brother. we know, yeah, <laughs> have you know, we've all enjoyed it. We mm-hmm. kind of grew up with it, and we wanted you to watch it as well as yeah. the Harry Potter franchise, yes. right? Old Harry Potts. Yeah, and the first two movies, rough start. Uh yeah they are I watched those yeah. they're kids they're straight up kids couple movies. months ago yeah yeah um they're movies of kids acting like kids for kids getting in adult situations though kind of there's a lot of murder there's a lot but, of murder uh, for these children hey you know that's the that's the these, life this movie the books came out in the in the nineties oh they did that was the life you know oh I thought these kids like came out like one like right after the other like like books and movies yeah uh new. Oh, there were yeah, there were. I think there were like a number of books out before the first movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, were you more of a book guy or a movie guy? Book guy. Your book guy. I mean, I watched. I had already read most of the books before I watched the, the movies. Movie. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I, I I was more of a book guy in that way, right? That said, you know, I've seen all the movies, and right. you know. Well, yeah. I mean, there is like um, even like the Lord of the Rings fans. They have the books. They had the books way before yeah. the movies. Uh, so and like some people like the books more, right? Compared to the movies, but I know like the original Lord of the Rings, 
much beloved. Yeah, and uh, but uh, I know a lot of people like the movies way more than the books too. Yeah, because Tolkien is a very long-winded writer. A lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah. and and you know he kind of drags, and he likes, and sometimes he'll write very like esoterically in this like it, it, he'll try to write in like a fable kind of fantasy right. uh, like dialect. And it doesn't always come off. It doesn't always come off as like an enjoyable reading, right? Right. But what was good about the Harry Potter books, reading them, is that as a kid, they seemed like they flow very. They flowed very well. They were very easy to to they turn kid, the pages. They, were, they weren't like over overbearing for children. Yeah, I guess. it was very simply written. It yeah. was it was nice as a kid. I'm sure if I were to go back and read them now, I wouldn't be very impressed. But what is this shit? Yeah, right. Bring it out the window. Because you know, but as a kid, you know, it was great. It was perfect. Yeah. So, I feel like because also it is relatable to kids where it is like, okay, you're going to school. You're a new, like you're starting a new school. Mm-hmm. So, if, like, how old do you think Harry Potter was in the first movie? Like eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Looked like he was six, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so if he was eleven, yeah, you're you're entering your, like your last couple of years of elementary school, mm-hmm. and you're gonna go starting to starting like, middle school, starting middle school, yeah. and then going into high school. So, yeah, I think it is kind of like you're starting to notice things changing a little bit at that age, I guess. Mm-hmm. So then like finding out you're you're a wizard. Yeah, uh, it's got to be like it's it's got to be uh, very, very, you know, hum- not humbling, but like relatable. And like kids must have fucking went ape shit for it. Oh, absolutely. Plus magic and shit. Right. When, you know? I got to look up when the first book came out. And I'll tell you how old I was. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Full grown adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, the first two movies, though. They were cute, and they were successful, and they were a good translation of a children's book into a children's movie. Right. But uh, when you watch them, obviously, as a grown adult, you weren't very impressed. No, yeah. uh, Well, I think I was 12 years old when the first book came out. Okay. So it's another one of those things that, like, yeah, this would have been right up my wheelhouse. I don't know why I didn't catch up. I don't know. Honestly, yeah. I think maybe, like, 9, 10 would have been... Yeah, because I was a little too young when it first came out. I remember my mom gave me the book when it first came out, and I got like six pages in, and it's a lot. Yeah, wasn't feeling it. And then like a couple years later, I tried again, and then like burned right through yeah. it. Ninety seven, the first book came out. I think I was I was too big into like X Men, man. Yeah, I was I was like five. Yeah, like I don't even think I was on that reading level right, yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my mom put it in front of me anyway. <laughs> Uh, shit, yeah. I'm sorry, what was your question when I really so, cut you off? So you weren't very impressed with the movies, the first two movies? Be, yeah. uh, I think it's, yeah, because I was, you know, 36 years old when I watched the first two movies. Yeah. Like, like it, I only watched them, like, maybe two, three months ago mm-hmm. when I told you guys. Right. And I was kind of keeping you guys up to date, and you were getting the most angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was offending you nonstop. <laughs> and then recently we, we were uh, talking... I, I was like... The movies have many flaws, and you were just focusing on, like, the... The most, most... like, pedantic shit. Yes, yes. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> like, even recently, we started talking about it with one of our other friends, mm-hmm. and then I said something, and you're like, this man deserves no context to anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because, because because you were asking about context for... For movies that for them for the movies that you weren't watching. Oh, okay, yeah. That's so why, like, you don't deserve the context. You you should still watch it, because what we were hoping for is that the third movie, the first director Chris Columbus, right. takes a step. He steps. He down. steps out. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón, who has directed a lot of great things, right. Roma being the most recent and most. Uh, he also I think he also did Gravity. I think he did Children of Men. Children of Men. So yeah. like some dark shit. Uh, perfect for a children's movie. 
Well, that's the thing, right? So he this came is... at it with a different tone. And this had a very different color palette than the first two movies. Absolutely. Where it's more like dark, it's like dark blues, grays, heavy greens, compared to like the first movie, which is like red, yellow, fucking yeah. browns, like right. like warm and like inviting. And this is like cold and fucking like, ugh. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's a, <laughs> not it, like the not. I'm not saying the movie sucks, but, but I'm like saying the like tone. The, the whole like, they must have went to like school in like January or some shit. Like, or in like sucks. London. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Where like right in a fucking like gross season. Like the sun doesn't come out for like six months. Yeah. Like yeah. there still has like some. It, it's it's like he there is a balance there. Where there are many whimsical moments in yeah. the in the movie, but yeah, overall it's just like. Every his vision of the it was completely different, and what's interesting is that he had never read the books when he okay. made this movie. Uh, like a fun, like a fun little little trivia. Usually, you hit the trivia up. He knew next to nothing coming in, ah. so he had you know Dana Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma, Emma Watson write. He's like, oh, write me a short essay about your character. Right? <laughs> and they so handed him a book and like read this yeah, right, uh, right. So. Harry, so Dan Radcliffe kind of, he like, you know, remembered the last second, last minute, like jotted something down and it was like, meh, and he handed it in. Emma Watson wrote like a fucking book. Of course. And Rupert Grint didn't hand his in because he's like, that's what Ron would do. And then it was just like the funny parallel of like how each actor like did theirs the way their character would have. Right. Like informed him. And exactly what they needed to do. Oh, I was gonna be like, that's why Ron wasn't in it so much. Yes. he's like, I don't know anything. And about anytime this guy. he's in it, he's like falling asleep in class. Right. He's bumbling around. Really and in the books, Ron is not that bad. Okay. Like he, there's there's I feel like in the books the dynamic between the three is like there's Harry who's not the best wizard, but he is very brave. Yeah, he's like you a know? type A personality, kind, kind of, like of outgoing, a little bit more. Yeah. Um and. Hermione is, you know, not gifted in, like, the action stuff, but she's obviously very intelligent. Right. And then Ron is, you know, also very loyal and brave. And I feel like Ron needs to hit the therapy, you know. He seems very anxious and, like, nervous yeah. all the time. Well, because he just handed him in, he's like, okay, well, Ron's a slacker. He's not really right. about it. And Hermione and it ends up becoming, like, almost an hierarchy in between, like, Harry, then Hermione, then Ron. Yeah. Throughout the, the rest of it. And it's... uh. Which like for me, I always always felt kind of off because I know it, it was a little it was a little more even between the three of them in right. the books. And uh, now here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're probably gonna we're gonna be doing a little bit more of the Harry Potter stuff because we did lo- I, I did lose the vote. I mean, <laughs> our our friends voted for it on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. uh, between a couple other movies. I think it was this, the Pirate series, Nightmare on Elm Street series, and. There's another one I threw in there, which I knew was never going to win. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Uh, you had a we, question. Yeah, when you were growing up mm-hmm. and reading the books, which character did you mostly relate to them? Like, do you do you feel like you were more of a Harry guy? You feel like you were more of a... I feel like I was more of a Hermione, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Is that I, you looking back at it now? or like No, you... in the, at the moment. Okay. And, like, when I was reading the books, like... I, because at the time I was doing, I did very well in school like, right. as a kid. You were studious. I mean, you are a doctor, so let's so. <laughs> well. jump, jump the line a little bit about, uh, did well in school. Well, as a, as a kid, my, my grade, I was always like top of my class up until right. maybe like middle of high school. Okay. Right. Then I sort of petered out. I teetered out. I only yeah. got A minuses. <laughs> well, so I related to Hermione, who was very smart. Right. Okay. You know? And uh, Hermione, who like. Face like a lot of discrimination for the Muggle-born stuff. Okay, you know, that was relatable. Um, 
you know, although I did relate to Ron being broke as fuck all the time. That, <laughs> and, and, and having, having all family. the hand-me-downs yeah. and having a big family. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I get that too. Okay. But in, once they got to school, like, that stuff didn't always, like, oh, it did make itself present. Because she would I actually mean, describe his clothes and she would describe. So anytime she's describing what Ron's wearing throughout the books, right. she's describing how it's old, it's knitted by his mom, it's, it used to be Percy's, you know? Right. Okay. Um, so you get more of that sense that Ron is like very much like a middle child, like hand me down, like yeah, not you know he's not that um not a middle child because he's like second to last I think, <laughs> but like he's you know he's, very much an afterthought in his own family. A lot right? Of the time. Yeah. He's like, why should we buy new stuff? Like, yeah. If there was that, it's like, why would we buy this when we have this at home? Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, and like you know, and you got the idea that the Weasleys like they were trying, but they had a lot of kids. They're not that wealthy. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so that's that that was how I felt growing up with it. But as far as this movie is, you notice right away that it is a very uh tonally a very different movie. Yeah. They, no, yeah. Uh, um like off the bat like that ant that fucking snaps her fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh she could go right to hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's straight off the bat I've never hated somebody she got so off much. Easy with that balloon shit. She like, got yo, off easy. Like, I would have just fucking like lightning bolted her face yeah. to the ground. <laughs> Uh, You're a real asshole. But yeah, uh, no, yeah, the the, I th- I think it, it it I felt the to- from the first two movies I did see, uh, which were I saw them back to back, and it was kind of it was kind of interesting to see this like kind of like hyper kinetic energy that these kids are like mm-hmm. we're in school running around fucking this stuff that stuff headless ghost there's a big yeah. old dog upstairs there's a big old snake downstairs, and it's like well, kind of wild. But then this it. It kind of felt like it was, it was very slow mm-hmm. and very methodical and mm-hmm. very like. I, I was making a joke of like, oh, this is definitely like, di- bathroom dialogue for when the kid has to go to the bathroom yeah. the, like the second act and misses everything, but you come back, it's like, no, yeah, we just turned back time, you know, we did. We we'll catch you up. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, okay, but I feel that is possibly the change of these movies to then like what like the audience itself is also growing up yeah to kind of like okay these kids can now handle a little bit darker right stuff because when uh i guess spoiler alert when the rat turns into that weird mm-hmm. dude it's yeah. like oh that's fucking gross right that dude's weird as fuck yeah then... when if if i read that book when i was eight right like i'm 14 now right you know yeah so I don't, you know, as a, as a fourteen year old, gonna want to watch the first two movies. They're gonna watch the tone and shit of the, the creepy right. shit of the second. It's the like third. the closest thing you get to like uh, a, a noir story yeah. out of a Harry Potter. Like you get like, oh, this is like the fucking like. Weird. I did feel it's that like Chinatown sometimes. for kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Maltese Falcon. No, but it, like you know, it's like the more like you could feel like it's an adult theme. Yeah. And it's not like okay, kitty. Like you, you go run around, collect your thing, and then find your MacGuffin and go right. and go to the teacher. It's like right. no, it's like, uh, who can you trust? You can't trust anybody anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. Like things are getting a little murky. Yeah, absolutely, and and you definitely get that feeling. I don't remember if like you got that in the books, or if the first two movies didn't really show the character growth in the book of the books. But the third one, you definitely like you see Harry grow in a way that, um, you know, he starts to feel. You know, very prideful of his. Uh, now that he knows who his parents were, right. and he knows the story behind it, he doesn't really. He he starts to really take exception to the way his, uh, on the way that woman is. is yeah, he talking. seemed a little bit more. 
protective of his family of name, his, right? Before, and then, then he wasn't the last two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and, and the idea that he doesn't have a family, he that that's how he grew up. And now after these two movies, he's like, all right, well, I have a family, right. and they were good people. You know what I mean? And that so and but he doesn't have that anymore. All he has is that memory. Right. So he needs to protect that. And then the movie kind of shows him evolving to that that that, that idea of family becoming extended through Sirius Black right. as somebody that you know first he wants to kill because he believes that he's the reason the family's just a memory. Right. And then someone he wants to protect and and cherish because he's the Very reason. Very quickly jump that big, ship. Big, big transition. And I, I like at the end, like, series is kind of like, listen, I think maybe... Maybe we jumped the gun a Maybe I bit. jumped the gun on that a bit, but I don't know. If it, I know I... Look, I had just gotten out of prison. I said some shit that maybe I, I didn't really... No, it was in the heat of the really moment, think man. Through, like, but, you know. I was about to kill a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little tough. Yeah, I was about to kill a man. You really want to live with me? <laughs> it's not going to be the best situation. Like, yeah, but... Um, yeah, it is kind of like the, like, I guess we could eat ice cream for breakfast to seven yeah, days a week kind yeah. of, like, vibe. <laughs> And and then through his relationship with Lupin, you know, throughout the movie, he starts to learn more about his family and right. about his mom and his dad. Um, yeah, because Lupin was one of their friends. And, yeah, and he's like, you know, you because he even said like, you remind me of like the kindness of your mom and the and the being a douchebag like your dad. Like, yeah, because like those are those like hidden words where he's like, if your, your dad had a, a hint of trouble, it's like, did did uh, they talk about it in the first two movies? I don't remember. I think they are like. Oh. I know uh, Snape. Snape was like, oh, your dad sucks. Your dad's a dick, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't really think they went that heavy into it. Mm-hmm. But this one, they were like, you know, like, James Potter's kind of a wiener. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a real dickhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he, he, he was the homie, but right. he was a dick. But, uh, yeah, so I think um, that, that, like, progression that Harry has, like, of, you know, of, like, you know, realizing that, that he does have family, right? You know, and and that being somewhat uplifting is and like a coming of age thing. Yeah, I think that it's got to be nice to like have that like reinforced because mm-hmm. you know, like if you look at it from the beginning to like look at it at the end, like after his interactions with Lupin, I think when uh, they talk, uh, who fucking like spouted off about his dad? I think Snape. Said some uh, shit, right? Yeah. But Snape like, said you like strut, like strut around you like your dad, like right. you have his arrogance. But like, so, like, if he if he didn't, ha- I guess, have those interactions where he kind of like ease that that his temper with it, like, because he knows like his dad has a little bit more to him than just like an ego or how his aunt said he was a drunk, so he's like he got a better picture of his dad. Yeah. Like he could have bloomed up Snape, no biggie, no big deal. But he kind of like held back a little bit, which I feel is a sign of growth mm-hmm. for Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the one movie that I actually <laughs> thought he was a good actor in. Yeah. Well, he gets better. Because, <laughs> okay. you know, he goes yeah. from, like, a 13-year-old to, like, a 17-year-old. Okay. And, you know, now, like, you could actually see, like, they're trying a little bit more. Yeah. To act and to, like, you know, oh, tackle yeah. the these adult themes. so much better in this. Yeah. I mean, I so even, you know, the kids, the, the main characters, like, they still, they're shaky. They're, but they're at least they're, trying now. It's <laughs> It's to the point of, like, it stopped being, like... Like, um, all right, here we go. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm sure. Like, there's a di- there's like a real different like aggression to their acting, and it's right. like a real like different like attitude. Where, well, you could see who the better actor is in the three, sure, and you could see the one who stays the same. Like you, yeah. could, like, like you could see that. Like, yeah, Radcliffe is like really he's good, but like Emma Watson is better, right? 
and Rupert Grant runs an ice cream truck now. So he's just hanging I mean, out for fun. For, for fun. fun. Yeah. He's got a billion dollars. He doesn't yeah. need to care. He's like, I always wanted to own an ice cream truck. Now he sells ice cream across. Good like, for him. yeah, exactly. Good for him. Exactly. Live your life. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. But what's funny is I think I, I touched on this earlier when we were mm-hmm. talking about it. Um, is that in the first couple movies it was a bunch of eleven year olds running around, yeah. and Chris Columbus was very much like, hey, you know. We want. I want them to have fun. I want them to, because all these kids are being their characters are also being introduced to this yeah. grand wizarding world, and I want that to be authentic. And I also want the kids to be having a good time, so that that comes off on screen, that charisma, that enthusiasm. Right. And then, so what, what you have is you have a bunch of kids like playing around these amazing sets, and every now and then they have to be like, hey, 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 come say these words, say these right. words. All right, all right, now you can go play again. You can go play again. Right. Yeah. You know? and so then, that's what, and, it, and that kind of shows. That, <laughs> that did show. Yeah. Like it. It, it was very like. Not that it was unorganized, but it was very like lunch lunch room. Yeah, a little bit like, frantic, vibrant. Yeah. yeah. But one thing I also wanted to touch on you you, you we mentioned like the memory of his parents and of his dad and stuff. Mm-hmm. That this movie again, they say it, but you don't you can't really feel it because you know it's a movie and they don't describe it like knowing the books. But that metaphor, that like idea of like his memory and cherishing that. Right. The Dementors eating it, they literally feed on your happiest memory. So the memory of his parents and his fa- and him having a family right. was literally at stake in the oh. book. It both it, so yeah, that didn't come across. They didn't come across. That in the didn't movie. come across because I was like, because I, I was going to say something to you because I was I, I there, there were points in the movie when we were watching I was like should I bring this up because I know you didn't want to spoil anything for me because mm-hmm. <laughs> we were talking about something you're like that's all I'm going to say about this. Oh yeah, what was that again? I think it was something about uh, Peter Pettigrew. Right, and you're like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Right, right, right. But uh, I was gonna ask, like, all right, well, since they have to like do the uh, the expecto patrona, mm-hmm. I was like, shouldn't they lose that memory then because they have to use it to def- to to? It, I think something? it's like a projection of that memory. Right, it's not the memory itself. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say, like, if the dementor that... gets you, then it can take the right. memory, but okay. it doesn't take. The memory away, it takes the happiness of that memory. Oh. So the memory no longer brings you joy. Brings you joy. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. But instead, you kind of the Patronus charm lets you like flip the script and lets you project the memory. Gotcha. And so they eat that projection instead of like the happiness that, okay. that you have. For yeah. It. Which again, like, you know, the movie mentioned it but didn't explain it very well. Zipped right by it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that it's kind of weird how they like. Because they had so much exposition to dump on you, like at least in like the fifth act of this movie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when they replayed the second act. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay, all right. I'm and the, and like to th- I'm, and here I am, a, like eh, a grown person, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I was like, how do little kids fucking like they had follow that? How do they follow that? Yeah. But then I look at like the Harry Potter fan base, I'm like yeah, they're pretty intense. They probably followed it. <laughs> yeah, and they went back, and they probably went back a thousand times right, to watch right. just to get it. And, yeah. Yeah. Drag their parents. Do you know someone them. who's like that super into Harry Potter? Or is that like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah? I know a couple people that are like they can, they'll win at any Harry Potter trivia. All right, like, okay. they're very good. Yeah, because like that whole we did it for the group where we're like, I'll oh, find out what Harry Potter house you're in. Yeah, I'm like, well, then Gryffindor. What does that even mean? Like, I, that's a good one. That's I, a good one. The houses are are a little bit more characterized okay. in the books where Gryffindor is like. Um, you know, the very brave, heroic, but kind of foolhardy. Hmm. And the Slytherin ones are very organized and type A, but a little, like... Uh, a dick? Yeah. Like, maybe a little... Like the bully house. turn, a little pretentious. Uh, the Ravenclaws are, you know, very studious. Um, you know, but uh, a little... Which one's the party house? The Hufflepuff. 
They're the they're the stoners. They're no, like, really. Yeah, they're the stoner house. Why aren't we following them? They seem like fun. Well, that's the thing. Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff don't get a lot of. Uh, yeah, because I've of, only heard of, of the two love. houses. Uh, yeah, you. The, one of the main characters gets introduced, and she's a Ravenclaw, Luna Lovegood, and she's the same thing. Very smart, very well versed, but a little quirky, a little okay. kooky. So that so those little she's quirks. Eccentric. Are, yeah. Yeah. Eccentric. Yeah. Exactly. Is a All great right. way to describe it. I feel, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like honestly, like I feel like if our friend, if our, the people who do listen to it are Harry Potter fans, uh, yeah, I guess I would like to know a little bit more. Like the sure. world is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. The person who created it, I do not like. Sure. I. A lot of fans have grown up large disdain for her right a lot of her tweets are not only like you know bigoted but like also she'll she says a lot of things to like kind of retcon her writing and like ruin a lot of things like about like dumbledore and stuff that people and people don't really like that okay uh yeah what so what other like kind of uh uh impressions do you have on from the movie i fucking love the set design yeah. I think it's great. I, I I mean, even like the like we mentioned before, the color palette. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. This is not a pretty world. Right. It's not a safe world. Right. Uh, it's still I, a little goofy, but, but so, sharp edges. Sharp edges. Yeah. Like uh, I like that. I like that. It's like, you know, it's it it it, it does have like a like with the um, Emma Thompson's character. Mm. Like her Chris classroom Chalone. is. Kind of this weird, like okay, there's like, like Moroccan a weird atrium. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, cir- a circle, but there's like a weird stage thing with mm-hmm. like Moroccan sheet uh, scarves on the, the yeah. ceiling. But yet, then again, like you turn another corner, it's like there are like some hard like bookcases. Yeah, it's like oh, some shit. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. And, and you, like you said with the sharp edges, I feel like a big thing in the first two movies for you is just like what, they just let kids walk here? Like, oh, they just, like, oh, <laughs> this, this wouldn't pass a fire safety inspection. I did, bring, like, I also brought up safety. I was like, you can't have these fucking stairs with these kids with gigantic robes. Right, but I feel like the color palette reflects that <laughs> It now. does, yeah, now, you know? now it makes sense. Ocean yeah. does not go to Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, speaking on the set design and, like, just the production of it, mm. the way, like, magic sounds yeah. in this, like, his exp- the Expelliarmus is just, like, a very whoosh like firecracker like gunshot like yeah. kind of thing um and that is something that alfonso coron and, and coron and his crew kind of came up with and that gets like carried throughout the rest of the franchise so this is where it kind of finds its it takes right. its first step into being right. like an actual right the rest of the movies are much more even though they're different directors right. much more similar to this movie they get rid of that fucking uh stock sounds though uh, a little bit more, a okay, little bit, good. a little. There's a, there's still a few around, but like, like the original sounds of like, like I, like I said, the spell design, right. like the sounds of like spells being activated. Um, no more like weird f- roaring like tigers and shit. Right, it's yeah. like right, it's a little, a little less so. Okay. Um, you know, because in the next movies they actually have the shit. Okay. So it, like, like the fourth one's probably my favorite. So when we okay. get around to that, fourth one, one's called the Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like the, the sound design, the, the clothing choices and the hair choices that they make, like Harry's bowl cut is a little less extreme. Hermione's mane is a little more relaxed. Um, and those choices, cause you saw the kids shot up between the the second and third movie. And that, that's more or less how they stay throughout the rest of the franchise. Um, you know, but even the music is like a little more, is a little bit. Like I feel I like felt the, it's less whimsical music. Yeah. It's more like kind of like you're going. Uh, let me look to see who the uh, 
composer was? Uh, you know him. I do? Yeah, look it up. <laughs> um, oh, the ghosts are back. <laughs> I know this guy. Because uh, I think John Williams did like the... The o, like the OG track, like okay. do 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 do. I think that's John Williams, but um. Sorry, uh. You're gonna uh, yeah. you're gonna have a hard time finding it. Again. Yeah, I know. Uh, let me just do it in the Google. Yeah. Who did? You know, and then like yeah, but this movie they. I mean, I think both the first movie, the first two movies have like. Oh, John Williams. Okay, John, John Williams. Oh, okay, I thought someone else like did more with it. Um, oh, he did the Sorcerer's... Okay. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter... Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, what did you think about the whole idea of, like, Sirius Black and how that plot developed through, like, he starts off as, like, all right, he's a fugitive, extremely dangerous, then it's revealed he might be coming after Harry, then it's revealed he might he betrayed Harry's family. I, I that... mean, it's not, like, a brand new like, plot device. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been used, but I think what is great when when popular things like like this or like a comic book movie or like a well-known can take those bones and kind of make it their own Mm -hmm. and bring in like certain different twists like a fucking werewolf or something like like you think this is one like you think it's one thing but it's actually the other it's like okay like that i thought it was nice i always like those like staples being respected by these franchises because it's like they need they they do need it. Right. They can't like get by without it. Like the first two movies, like it doesn't have any trope like that. It's just it's, like find the MacGuffin until right. The it's like a Goonies. It's like right. You know, like here we are, like we're kids, like we're just fucking around, like E. T. or some right. shit like that, or like uh, you know, don't want to get caught. You know, right, right. Hide but, from yeah, Mr. hide from Snape. Yeah. yeah uh, there's a there's a board game back in the day. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like you're this. Uh, it's like like. Before Daddy wakes up or something, where you like oh. you have to sneak, sneak by, and yeah. like they have a little plastic like Dad sleeping, yeah. and you have to like roll a certain amount of dice, and you have to hit it, and then like oh, the Dad will wake up. Yeah, so if he yeah, catches yeah. you, I'll show you later. But yeah, it's it's like something like that. Like that's right. like more of the first movies where it's like this kind of low stakes, just go go nuts. Right. Well, this is stakes are a little bit higher. You know, they're not as world build. Like yeah. I know, like they, this like wizard Nazis and shit like that. Oh uh, yeah. So this isn't too much like that. Mm. But, and, but, uh, and I feel like in this one, the central mystery is tied directly to Harry. Right. You know, as I feel like in the first two, I don't quite remember as well as you might, but in the first, two, I, in the first one, I definitely feel like he might have just kind of stumbled into the, yeah. the plot. I think it's, yeah, because they caught that dude, that turban dude, right. who's just a white guy with a turban on. Yeah. So I have no... No red flags there. No red flags there. He only <laughs> works at a school. Just saying. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. He. It's like he. I don't think he. Well, no. They were saying he was fucking with him for uh, during the Quidditch match. Oh yeah. And, but Snape was helping him out. Right. So it looked like Snape was yeah. fucking with him. Yeah. And um, then the second one, it was the, the diary. The and diary. Uh, Mer- Moaning Myrtle. And Jenny and... Weasley. Yeah. I think it's like it. It's orbiting Harry, but it right. hasn't hit him yet. Right. And then the third one, it sort of hits. It's him. Like oh. Like, this is a, this it, man's coming for you, right. my guy. <laughs> he's looking for your ass. Yeah, <laughs> it's on sight, Harry. It's like, come on now, <laughs> get your shit together, boy. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it's yeah. I feel like the world, like the world, the outside world mm-hmm. is always like I think, and that's a great, always a great thing for 
But even with like Spider-Man movies, when the outside world kind of crashes in on them, yeah, it's like, oh, this is a bigger thing, bigger right. than me. Right. And I think when the character steps up to it, that's what like really locks them in as a protagonist, as a, as a hero. A prota- yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's sort of when when Harry determines that like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill this guy, right? You know who who betrayed my family. He becomes. I think it's like the first time in the series he like actively decides to do something. Okay. Instead of just reacting to everything, yeah, and you'll see throughout the franchise that like he continues to react, you know, like at, like things happen to him, and he's just not a character with a lot of agency. But that was like one of the few times, and probably the first time, right, that he's actually like you know, it's like no, I'm I receive this news, and, and instead of just reacting to it, I'm going to do something okay. know, about it. Like I'm making a, a choice myself. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, and then it does go with like the age of the character where he's going to have to start making some tough decisions real soon. Yeah. And I think this is one of the first... And he attacked a professor and, and got away with it, so... He killed three guys already. Yeah. So, I mean, they're already, like, some... He's making some He's making some moves. tough... Yeah, some very yeah. tough choices. Yeah. Uh, so there's... there's the, I will say, like, one of my biggest problems with this movie is that the plots eventually kind of intersect, and I think, like, the end of the third into, like, the fourth act... Uh, yeah. Like... I think that's when things start to come together, but before then, the it seems very fragmented, where you have like okay, you have Hagrid and his Buckbeak thing, you have Trelawney and her prophecy thing. By the way, her prophecy said servant and master reunite, this right. person, that person, and when you realize that everything she's saying about Sirius, if you apply it to Pettigrew, it ends oh. up being it ends up being true. Oh, yeah, so okay. that's a cool little prophecy thing. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and you have the Trelawney thing, and then you have the Martyrs Map thing, and then you have the Sirius thing, and the Loop and the Lupin thing. If the first two, by the way, Lupin, Lupus, yeah, uh, Lupin Wolf. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like his name's Lupin. Yeah. All right. <laughs> his greatest fear was a, a, was a full moon. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it was a, because in a movie that probably did make a billion dollars beforehand, they would have yeah. been like two of those things. Right. Only two. Right. And then they're like, but because it was so popular and like the books at that point have exploded, that yeah. everything else is exploding for Harry Potter and it's just like, okay. And this was, again, nice. condensed right. compared to what the book is. Right. You know? <laughs> but yeah, like I feel like at the end when things started coming together, I, you know, I locked back in. Right. Um, did like, hold yeah. on, did uh, JK actually write the movie too? I don't think so. God, I hope not. No, I don't think she did. But, uh, but until then, I thought that, you know, the pacing of this movie was kind of tough. Oh, no. Okay. I thought it was actually like a pretty... It was like... I, I didn't remember it being this slow. I think... Like, I, there I mean, there is... times I was watching, I was like, all right, this is fun, but like, where's the plot going? Yeah? <laughs> I think that's also the thing. Like, when you're a, like, when you're a kid and you're into it, like, and you were younger at this point... Mm-hmm. You were excited for the movie, so sometimes the plot just flies by. Yeah. Where you could kind of skip over, like, the dull parts. Yeah, or you're, like, enamored by the whimsical right. magic the of magic it. the magic of it all. Yeah. It's like, how many times are we going to fucking put this goddamn thing back in a box? Like, the fucking... Right, like the, bo- how, the, bo- the, the boger? The boger, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you could really just kind of cut that down to, like... They do it, like, three times. Yeah. You could have cut it down to, like, once. Right. But, like, that's what I'm saying. It's also... These are, these other movies made a bazillion dollars, and it's a Warner Brothers movie, so mm-hmm. they're like, okay, you go ahead. You know they're thinking of having Shyamalan direct it instead of Alfonso? Really? Yeah, well, they decided... Well, this was when Shyamalan was hot, though. He was nah, kind of... it was 2004. I think he was... 
he was starting coming, his descent. He was starting his descent. Yeah, he yeah. was coming down. He was, yeah. but it was way before. But it was. Avatar. It was before things got real bad. Yeah, it was. Way it was before like Avatar. That's like. It was like village. I think it was like before. Yeah, village. Right. Village, it was like village the, Shaman, yeah. Right. Not Lady in the Water Shaman. No, no. He would have so actually. He was, he was heading there, but we didn't know he was going to get that. The low. twist would have been Harry Potter is in the Chosen One, but M Night Shyamalan yeah. is the Chosen <laughs> One. And that's 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 how Lady in the Water worked. Out. Yeah. Right. Jeez. Um. So so okay so what were some of the things that you didn't like about it? Because I'm sure you know it's still not it's by far I a mean, perfect movie. I yeah it's not a perfect movie, but like a lot of the things like it is mostly like the fundamental stuff. It's like it goes for too long. I do not like the the show and tell and then tell again. Yeah, I thought that was is mind numbingly bad. Like if they would have cut that for, instead of going through the entire step by step of what what they did to get to like that fight between Lupin and uh Sirius mm-hmm. if they just kind of sped run that mm. and then you go back in time and then you could kind of flesh it out a little bit more oh i see so like you do like a like you do like time cuts or instead yeah. of like having them sit and wait right and he's like oh my dad did this like no just don't bring that up yeah, yeah. just like you think it's your dad but then right. you realize you later cuz it's a lot of it is just Harry saying something dumb and then walking it back Right, right. Um, I thought, yeah, I could have used... I mean, Ron kind of is annoying. But <laughs> I feel like that's because he's... All he is is just, oh, I'm crying all the time. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's his, that's what they made his character. Right. Uh, could have used a little bit more Gary Oldman. I agree. I, could, I, agree. I, I really... I, thought, I didn't think he... I thought he showed up earlier. I really yeah. could have used a little bit more. I agree. Because once he, once he shows up... Yeah. The movie, like, Oof. you know, sprint oh. to the end, you know? That the the three-way acting between him, Ooh. David Thewlis, and Alan Rickman was like, oh, Well, I mean, God. everything's good about that. The like, I felt... good, the I, set's good, the set's uh, moving. The, it was great. beautiful. Also, by the way, the the, the shrinking house yeah, or whatever shrinking it is. shrinking shack. Shrinking yeah. shack or shrinking shack. So cool. Like, the fact that, like, the size kind of always yeah. changed. That, like, where they're going up, there are the big, like, mm-hmm. the perspective is outstanding. And then you get that fun little... Uh, triangle chat and i was like yeah. yo like thank you right <laughs> like my brain was about to lose it right right it's like this this one's for the boys like <laughs> like how you how's that exposition dump the most entertaining it scene was, in the movie so much <laughs> it's so much fun and like but like that's the thing i also think it it it, it does and that's unfair to the kids because they are kids they are yeah. ch- literal children in this and they don't have like the same acting like prowess that we just right. saw because they had their own thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And it's like, oh, that's well, rough. Because you could, you could tell it's like, you did this without these guys in the yes. room. And they just kind of just like, whatever. Uh, I also didn't like that Hagrid weird pickup. That was rough. I, that was hilarious. That was harsh. <laughs> you could absolutely tell it was like four stand-ins. Right. And I guess, uh, what's Hagrid's real name? Like, Robbie, I think Robbie, uh, Robbie Coltrane mm. was like, I got 30 minutes. You got the Oof. fucking wig and a, and a vest? All right, I'll do it. That's literally, yeah, what it was. Stand in front of a green Multi-million screen. Multi-million dollar movie, and oh. that happened. It's like you could see the out. You could see, yeah. There's no close-ups of the kids' nah. faces. You could tell it's like, just, like it's a there's still. There's like numerous scenes where like Hagrid's not facing the camera for like extended periods of time. Yeah. And if, if it happened, I know it happens in a ton of movies. It happened in like Fast and Furious, I think. Yeah. Whatever the last, like the six to the last well, one, the, the yeah. one with the rocks in it. Yeah. Like after five, when Vin and the Rock did not get along, right? You could tell that they were like talking to stand-ins. Yeah. Because it was never like side face to faces. It was mm-hmm. all 
over the shoulder, over the shoulder, yeah, different room. And I get it, like I get movies are tough to schedule, mm-hmm. but like yo, like, early two thousands like it was noticeable. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, there's also that last shot sucked. Yo, my sister and I were that was like a huge joke to us for a while. <laughs> like Harry does, ah! like, yeah, this is like. He freeze frames in the middle of a stroke or something. It's so like, funny. Uh, it's like but, you could just fade it to black. You didn't yeah. need to stop it. You could just as he flies Why off. Did you do that. Fade yeah. To black. Why did you do that? Um, although the reverse of that is that fucking shot of the full moon and it like zooming in onto Lupin. Yeah. That no, was there was wild. some pretty sick transition. Like I yeah. gotta, like I give him credit. Like Alfonso Cuarón. He directed. He could direct the hell out of it. He like he could set up shots for his cinematographer yeah. to get. Um. You know, I, I also felt like they were, I feel like a lot of the movie, a lot of the slower parts were trying to set up that time jump scene. Right. And uh, because of that, before you know that there's a time jump coming, it's just like, why are we still focused on this? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, uh, and it's like, then afterwards, you know, it, it kind of works its way in. Um, I do like that they did plant a lot of seeds throughout the movie yeah but it's sorry like, the uh, discord chat's blowing up for yeah. the boys <laughs> because you don't know which it's it's sort of hidden so well that right. like it could easily be just a throwaway line yeah and you don't know to focus on it and i guess in the one way in some ways that's the tale of a good prestige you know of like a good of a good like uh yeah good reveal good, a good reveal that's like oh that i i i didn't know what it meant but i you know the i didn't think about it long enough you know right what I mean? yeah i didn't stop to think that's like the sign of a of a good like hint there, right? Yeah. Where like it was right in front of you, but you didn't but you jump didn't at see it, it, yeah. Right, um, like the like the werewolf thing. That one's one of the more thinly veiled secrets, and it's like the full moon, the scratches. It's all there, right? Lupin, it's all there, um, and I think Snape has like a few lines uh, where he kind of hints at it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think, uh, shit, when he saw Lupin in the hallway, I think he said something like... Oh, what are you doing now? Now, like, uh... Yeah, out, yeah. Like, str- like, strolling in the moonlight or something yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah, so he also, like, knew and yeah. had some lines on it, but until it's revealed, if you're not paying attention, yeah. you, could, you could miss that. No, yeah. You know, and yeah. The, with the time jump, so many little things there that worked its way out. And honestly, I'm going to say that that is one of the better time travel logics in movies, that you have that poster behind you. Should... I think it's better than all of those. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not the TARDIS because I haven't seen enough Doctor. Well, you Strange. don't think The Simpsons is a good time traveling thing? <laughs> Where uh, if you The Simpsons is pretty good too. I mean, but I don't see The Billing... Simpsons on there though. Yeah, it's right. It's a quote. Oh, the quote. The oh. quote. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's actually we could do a whole episode on time travel. We probably could, but I think this money. is one of the best examples. I think it's a fun example because I also brought it up after a while. I was like, how are they gonna? Sit, uh, solve themselves. And yeah, they dissolve and they come back. I'm like, okay, that's that's smart. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it makes it makes sense more. Like you you see, because it is simple. It is simple time travel, mm-hmm. where it's more. It's not like they're trying to. Like with Back to the Future, it isn't like a. Well, that's a bigger time jump than just like a couple hours. Right. Like that's the thing. You're 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 basically shadowing yourself, right. and the only thing you have to do is not get caught. Mm-hmm. So that's time cop logic. Yes. <laughs> Movie time. Is, there is some time cop logic. To yeah, because yeah, you can't you get caught. You could really mess things. Yeah, up. you could uh, cause of a, a paradox. A paradox. Yeah. And I don't think Harry Potter kids are ready for time paradoxes. No. 
<laughs> and that's why they only trusted Hermione with right. it. <laughs> They're like, fucking Ron would fuck this up. Yeah. Harry would fuck this up. Yeah, oh, 100%. But, yeah. but I do like that they kept hinting at it, where it would not only be, like, them asking, like, how the fuck did you get here, Hermione? But also, they would show the first shot of the scene. She's not in it. No, yeah, they would do a quick, it would do a yeah. quick cut. You'd see Harry and Ron sitting at a table. But it also wasn't, like, a full wide. So right. you wouldn't see, like, oh, maybe there is someone kind of sitting there. But you could tell that they only noticed them, too. Right. And then when she pops in, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, and and I, but again, that's very easy to miss. It is, yeah. And you could obviously, you can easily just chalk that up to, like, Ron is just... Not so paying attention. Take, not paying attention, just taken aback by how studious she is. Right. You know, because you only notice her when she starts to participate in class. But really, she just showed up and started doing that. Yeah. You know? Um, like, so it's uh, it's very... I thought it was a very cool hint. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I like that. I like the... I, I don't know. I find the magic stuff mm-hmm. very disconnecting for me. And I know it's magic and shit, but it's like... I mean, it's a lot more high fantasy than Lord of the Rings, honestly. Oh, no, yeah. And also, I called Gandalf a silly bitch throughout yeah. all three of those movies. Until he, he called you a silly bitch. He called me point. a silly bitch. <laughs> but, uh, but with that, I mean, how many magical items are there in Lord of the Rings? Like, five uh, overall? Yeah. You know, there's, like, his sword that glows blue. Right. There's the ring. There's, uh, that lady, that, that elf late Liv Tyler. Yeah. She calls water that she does water. nothing. Right. Stops so, him for six seconds. for like six seconds for one turn of combat. Yeah, yeah and <laughs> all right, we all beat we all beat that DC yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> No, a couple of them failed. A couple of them. A couple that's, away. that's right. Some took yeah. half damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's uh, but like the there's not so much like over the top magic with it. Yeah, like Gandalf, I, I think cures a guy of you know leprosy. Yeah. Um, I do like that. This also like I mean even like the one. They basically don't have to give you a lot of explanation for the magical stuff that they get because mm. it's in the name of the thing. Yeah. That's like the invisibility cloak. Yeah. What's that do? It right. makes you 10 feet tall. What the fuck do you think it does? Oh, Harry's falling and Dumbledore uses the spell Arresto Momentum. Arresto Momentum, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. What is that? Oh, it makes things ridiculous. Yeah. Or you have the time turner. Mm-hmm. It's a literal... It turns But don't time. worry. They'll still explain it to you. <laughs> I know. That's just like, uh, but also that is, is a movie for kids, so obviously right. some kids are not going to get it. Right. A lot of some kids don't speak Latin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's the root call? Uh, I know ridiculous is the root in Latin. <laughs> yeah, what's the parent word for it? Uh, it so, it's the genus of this word. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but like you said, once Gary Oldman shows up, uh, it's it's dope. Prime. The Pettigrew... Um, Reveal too. That was good. Now you see why Sca- where Cookshanks was always going after Scabbers. Right. Scabbers it's a weird went, name for a cat. Super weird. Yeah. You see why Scabbers went missing for that time. Yeah. And then while while he was able to slip past Harry, right? It I mean, still I, doesn't you reveal... do hear the the scurrying feet. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of gives you, you... Hear the scurrying feet. But yeah. if you're not thinking, oh, it must be the rat. Right. You know, you would miss I it. I feel like, yeah. I mean, it kind of like when you, yeah, it kind of you ha- you do hear rat scurrying. I feel like they should change the footsteps. So it wouldn't be like recognizable, like so you could hear like oh like I know that sounds like a rat or like I know it sounds like a small animal. Mm-hmm. It should have been like a like a limping footstep or something because he's missing a toe or something. Right, like he was right. missing a finger. So well, the whole idea is that he was a rat though. Yeah, no, but I know, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying like he should have taken like, a human form. Oh, why like, did he do that? I don't know. Okay. Like I said, like I said, I'm not, I didn't write these fucking movies. <laughs> Just something to differentiate his his footsteps. Yeah. Well, 
uh, I thought that was a whole a whole nice thing. And then they were like, no, like everyone thinks that Sirius betrayed him and killed Pettigrew. Right. But really, Pettigrew betrayed him and hit him. Pettigrew's a real um, rat, some right. rat son of a bitch. You're a rat, doggone rat son of a bitch. You, you bastard. You stupid rat fuck. You rat you bastard. You rat face bastard. Um, <laughs> also, uh, the funniest thing is when they were all fucking expelling saying the wands out of you. And I literally just, just, just slap him. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking walk up and slap him in the face. <laughs> But wow. the looks of the wands also change in this movie. They're a little bit more sticky. Yeah. Not like crafted. They're, right. They're they're like the natural wood of like that was used yeah. for them. Because there is a whole like like mythology with like wands in Harry Potter. Right. Where like being made of different things makes them look different and being um like cut in a certain way, different lengths. Really? Yeah, all like affect their their the their abilities and um and then when so when Oliver like uh, Ollivander um, evaluates somebody for what kind of wand they'd be. They're kind of like seeing like what their attunements to magic kind of oh. are, and it's, it's it's. So at Universal, does he go? There's an Ollivander, and he just goes like, "You get the seventy-five dollar wand." Yeah, I, I think <laughs> and you all, get a seventy-five dollar wand. Yeah, they're all exactly. They're all equally <laughs> overpriced, right? But I think you can. You do kind of get to go. I haven't been to it yet, right. but I would imagine. That I've walked they by go it. Into like that. when I was down there my last time, I mm-hmm. just walked through Diagon Alley mm-hmm. and went to the Gringotts. Uh, oh yeah, coaster, yeah. which is fun. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna. That's where we're gonna be when we go down to Florida. I I don't know. Still don't know. Still don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so what? What things did you like about the movie? You said you liked the I set liked design. Set design. I liked some of the creature designs. I thought Hagrid's like house was like a Jim Henson workshop. Yeah. Um, I liked, I liked that goofy, like, lopsided guy in the beginning. Oh, yeah, the little hunchback guy? He was guy? fun. He was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. fun character. I'd like to see what he's up to. Yeah. Like, what's going on? What's his name? Timothy? Uh, John? Yeah, right. Fred? <laughs> Something really. What do you think about, uh, Buckbeak and that whole storyline? I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought he said Fuckbeak. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is a Whoa. kid's movie. Like, calm down, the Hagrid. The slur is in this movie. It's like, Hagrid. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I liked it because it, it, it humanized other things that maybe like you get told that this animal's mean uh you got to be careful around it so it shows like malfoy being a real douchebag and Mm -hmm. it reacts to that Mm -hmm. but harry being like nice to it and even hermione being nice to it because they both have the same energy to it yeah and it's like okay well if if you're nice to this thing it'll be nice back i'm like okay that's 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 good storytelling Mm -hmm. because it shows that they're ultimately good people right um it's like a moral barometer. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You, you could literally have a moral compass on you. Right. And with uh, the way an animal always works, <laughs> it will always go yeah. towards the good in you. Right. Uh, what else did I like? I didn't... There wasn't a lot of school shit going on. Because mm-hmm. like, when they were inside the school, it was like three seconds and they're at a class. There was mm-hmm. no like... They weren't in the dining room too often. There wasn't a lot of Malfoy, which I kind of enjoyed. Like, there was enough Malfoy... Right. I don't think he's great. Right, I no. I hate him. He doesn't get characterized for a very long time. Okay. Um, but no, I I think like each classroom session was like, I don't want to say exposition, but it was all just like a setup for a plot yeah. point, right? Or a character arc. Yeah, like this is yeah. what you're going to be using later. Yeah. yeah. It's like every, it's like every fucking high school show. Right. Where like the lesson happens to be on what your, what the, what the theme of the episode is going to be on. Today's... Today's lesson, kids, is fire safety. Oh my God, there's a great fire at the end of the. <laughs> yeah. Well, today we're going to be quoting uh, Shakespeare's uh, Hamlet, in which he uh, 
talks about the no. We're gonna be co- talking about Macbeth, and he talks about the violence and arrogance of uh, right of of uh, ambition, and then like of course the episode is about this guy controlling his ambition. You know, he's, him and his girlfriend start a fucking like cookie stand, and he's like, I want to take over Dave's cookie stand. Yeah, you know, fucking. I, so, there's I, it's, there's it's so chips lazy. on my hands, and they won't grow. So, <laughs> <laughs> So fucking lazy though, right? right? Lazy ass writing. Not not Macbeth, but like the the, the, yeah, the, the high school. Macbeth was fine. Yeah. But look what I can do to it. Yeah, <laughs> the gall this person has. Um, no, I think it's a fun. It and looked, I, I don't feel like it was quite that, but it was. You know, it's like, oh, right, so you're gonna show us the divination class, you right. know, where uh, Grim and the, and the prophecy. Yeah, I feel oh, like really. I feel like you could have cut that all out and it would have made a damn difference. Yeah, I mean the the you didn't need the prophecy thing. Mm. I don't feel. But you had to get Emma. Th- I didn't think I mean, so either. You, 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 I mean, you got to get your Emma Thompson fill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I thought like the one, like if you really wanted to condense it, you could do it when he they drink the tea and they have the wolf thing, mm-hmm. and that could have triggered it. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't need to go back. Yeah. I yeah. like I said, like that's the one thing I, I do not like is the going back to something because mm-hmm. it's you you have to constantly move forward. Mm-hmm. It's like Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer never went back. Right. Always went forward. <laughs> Uh, Harry Potter needs to be like Stalkers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the whole thing of Harry like facing his fear and stuff, like right. they set that up. And that, that's like, the uh, the whole thing with the the Bogart. Uh, yeah, what's up that. with that gigantic clown? That was more horrifying than what's any of their actual that girl? fears. What's wrong with that girl? Right. That that, she, that gives you comfort. Yeah. The what was the big thing that she was scared of? A snake. She was scared of a snake and yet a fucking dead eyed clown. That that's like oh. And they times. kept it for so long. <laughs> like before they turned it into anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yo, you're watch out for this one. Yeah, damn. Check the back of her head. Maybe she's gonna fall the more back there. Shot? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after seeing this movie, do you feel um more I, I guess open minded or, or a little more excited to see the rest of them? Or maybe less so you feel like, alright, they did that I, tonal shift and I'm still not into it. I feel this I feel like as of right now, each one is going to buy leniency for the next one. Mm-hmm. So the first two, I didn't really want to see this one. Right. I was like, I don't care. Like, yeah. Like, I think Dobby sucks. Right. I think this thing, like, uh, Jason Isaacs as the as the Malfoy's dad. Right. Just wishing his hair around like a goddamn, like, <laughs> shampoo model. There, there are TikToks of, like... He's <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Of, yeah, of Mr. Malfoy. Yeah. But it's like played by like a very thoughty guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I thought, like I was like, oh, this is kind of like not my thing. Because mm-hmm. I I like being proved wrong on mm-hmm. stuff that I didn't watch. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings, I was happy to be wrong. About to be that, wrong, you got to see three good movies. I mean, ninety yeah. percent of it was a joke. I'm not wanting to see it. Right, and I'm very committed to my bits. Yeah, <laughs> but like when it's like I feel like I I. I I hear something, like, because I did a lot also with the pandemic stuff, like, when everyone's like, oh, I watched this, it's great. I'm like, you use that word too much. Yeah. I don't like hearing things are great. Great, right. So I'll wait a long time. Like, I did, then I watched, the, like, The Last Dance, and I was like, oh, no, this shit is fucking that great. That great, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I feel like everybody with the Harry Potter stuff, they're like, oh, it's so great, it's a great franchise, it's so yeah. good. It's like, I go, I think you're you're holding it too dear. Definitely. And, I do that too. Yeah, and I was like, you know, but like I do that with like Star Wars. I do that with uh, Ghostbusters. Like, there's a lot of things. Fucker, hey, all right, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> let's not, let's not throw stones that we can't get back. 
What was the one? Uh, uh, Monster Kids? Oh, uh, Monster Squad. Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Called a five-year-old a bitch. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Come on now. What's, uh, what's, uh, take it easy. Take it easy. Oh, oh, oh. But yeah, I, I feel like, I also, I also do feel slightly pretentious to be like, your scale is not as good as my scale. Mm. But I feel, but also then again, like the other, the other side of it is when I recommend something, mm-hmm. it's usually like people usually kind of will agree that like I, I, right. I'll undersell. You don't throw it at everything. You, when you recommend something, you, it right. counts. Like it's like, it if you look at our letterbox, by the way, our letterbox at Mayan Pod, uh, you'll see there's a lot of like three star ratings. There's a lot of two star ratings, right. like halves and our five stars, like. I think eight in total yeah. and it's mostly the Hall of Fame ones right and, and one of the recent ones but it's like I feel so like that five stars has to be heavy like you have to weigh it heavier than everything else mm-hmm. so with something like Harry Potter yes this movie wants me to see the Goblet of Fire yes Goblet of Fire and I feel like maybe that will help me get to the Order of the Phoenix <sighs> <laughs> These names, but uh, yeah, I think they're so cool. You don't like the names? I think they're a little, they're a little much. <laughs> Goblet of Fire, and there's a bird of fire. Yeah, yeah. What's a little, and then the Half Blood Prince. Hey now. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> oh, trust me. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's shocked now that JK's throwing out some <laughs> wild shit. No, but like that's what I'm saying. It's like. I think this is real. I mean, we, we're at fifty six minutes. Right. Uh, yeah. We could grade it. Right. And I'll. As a, I'll do. I think this is two scales. Mm. As a movie itself, five. Oh, okay. for me, for oh. me. But when I replay it in my mind and thinking about the time it came out for people who like it, and the the enjoyment, and the entertainment they get, the enjoyment part of it, mm-hmm. I'd say a seven and a half. Yeah, I was gonna give it a seven. I was gonna give it so seven. it's around. A six but what's funny is that when it came out, yeah, about a six. Yeah, about a six. What's funny is that when it came out, a lot of people were very unhappy. With the direction it took, because the books, uh, at least the, when they're still up to the third book, right. you you did not read those books and think, okay, gray, right. pale blue, you know, murky green, you know, you didn't get that, you didn't get that vibe. Okay. So that this was, it was actually a big departure from the book, hmm. and then throughout the rest of the movies, you kind of get used to it, right? You know, and you kind of realize, like, okay, well, this is what the movies are, and it almost like reframes your memory of the books. But there was actually a big divide when Prisoner of Azkaban came out. Really? Yeah, they were they were like, this is not... I, isn't this the most like beloved one? Though? Now it is, in now hindsight. Is? Yeah. In hindsight, a lot of scene. people love it. Yeah. Thulis fucking recommended oh, yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's oh, man. solid, man. It's fucking acting, bro. Get at it. Yo. Give me more of that. Yeah, I mean, most of those characters do return. Good. But... Um, should be a little sting at the end. But this really is this... Yeah, right? <laughs> This really and that again, like the the kids literally said, we stood in that room and saw those men act, and that was when we decided, like, oh shit, like we should, we could actually try and do something like that. That's good. And then that influences them throughout the rest of the of the good. movies. So, I like that. Um, um, so eventually, we'll get to Goblet of Fire. Right. And, uh, probably the next, the following week. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and hopefully, you know, you like that one even more. Uh yeah, I mean, look, I got I'm going... giving it a five. For, uh, uh, what would you give the first two? Combined or like just one at a time? One, uh, is one it, would, it, would it be different scores? Yeah, threes. Right, okay. So that's a big jump already. Yeah. Uh, David Yates directed Goblet of Fire. Correct. 
uh, David Yates. Uh, during, I think he did. He's doing a lot of Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, I think he did all of them. Okay. Uh, after he did Goblet of Fire all the way through to the end, yeah, five, so he, six, and then both sevens. And he's doing the uh, Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, those. Oh, are. which hilariously. Uh, so I went to the movies last night, mm-hmm. and they from one of the trailers they were playing for. Uh, Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah. John was calling Secrets of Dimbledore, like <laughs> Dingledore. Uh, uh, yeah, so you could, obviously, when when this is posted, is not when we recorded it. Right. But, so they're like, the Harry Potter theme starts going, it's like, you like this shit, remember this shit? Yeah, this shit yeah. was great, you love all this shit. And then it's like... You see the font. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, fucking worldwide, oh, billions of fucking people love Harry Potter with their circle glasses and the scars on their head. <laughs> you got a scarf, don't you? You got a broom, hey, everybody. What about this shit? And they play the trailer for the the new movie, and it's yeah. like, ooh, this is bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. It's like, <laughs> is that too long? Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like this, oh, it's like, oh, like, let me put some fucking sugar on this. Oh, boy. It's like, this is terrible. This yeah, is oh, 100%. The whole franchise, I think, has been very poorly I, I did see Fantastic Beasts, though. Oh, did? I what? Went, what? Because yeah. at a point, I was like, this is good, because they're like, oh, this is a prequel to Harry Potter. I'm like, okay, so I'll start here. And then I'll work my way back. Buddy. And I so I watched it, and I was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, I don't dude. want to <laughs> like, push it down the line. I mean, granted, I don't know who wrote that those movies. Oh. You know? I don't know who wrote them. I don't. I know it wasn't J.K. Rowling. The fact that the, yeah, uh, Fantastic Beasts had like three endings, and one you could tell they like they picked it up where it's like, oh, Johnny Depp's here now. Yeah. It's like, hey, I like Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. But like, we don't need, like, we had no. Colin Farrell here. Like, what's yeah. going on? Like, hat on a hat. Not a not yeah not a fan of those. Fan. I didn't even watch Crimes of Grindelwald because I heard it was even worse. Um, I watched the Jenny Nicholson video on it and I was like, "This is pretty. Fu- she's pretty funny. She is pretty funny." And I was like, "This movie sounds like it's shit. Like it's really bad." Yeah, exactly. It sounded like it was so bad. I was like, "I don't want to tarnish Harry yeah. Potter even more for myself." So well, listen, that's the shoot. Bang bang. So oh, uh, expelliamos, expelliamos. Yeah, <laughs> they they learn uh, a couple more spells throughout oh, yeah? the franchise. Yeah, they still use expelliamos nine a mil, lot. Nine mil, nine mil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drive by a kiss, you know. <laughs> and run a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, been drinking Mountain Dew, baby. Yeah, you have. Uh, so, guys, that's the shoot. Thank you so much for for listening to our our show. Yep. Um, to our season eight premiere. That's right. Uh, you know. We're gonna get these rest of the. We're gonna get. We're, we're gonna, gonna get run through. through the rest of that franchise, and baby. Either we'll finish these, or I'll finish. So we're I'll, finishing I'll, I'll, them. I'll finish, yeah. Like either you're gonna finish watching them, or you're gonna be finished and with watching finish, them, or finish yeah. with them. Like <laughs> after fucking the Order of Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Order, Order of the Phoenix isn't too bad. Okay. You know, honestly, I don't think Prisoner of Azkaban is not my favorite, but I just wanted to see if the new atmosphere, if it, yeah. if you, it worked. It yeah, worked. if you were a bigger fan of that. Yeah. Um. So guys, as always, you can hit us up on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And like I said before, you can hit us up on Letterboxd at Movie Mayhem Podcast. It's actually good. It's fun, yeah. It's fun. It's I nice. did a whole shit ton of Batman reviews yeah. in one day. Which is funny because if you read enough of our letterbox, you don't need our podcast. So <laughs> I don't know if you thought of that. <laughs> no, well I don't do I don't say the we don't say the same shit. Okay, good. Like it's, a, it's and also the letterbox is a much more it's a much smaller. So smaller and it's my writing, so it's much worse. Yeah, I I should go in and write some just you so should, like yeah, just so I have something to use my English major on. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's the weird thing where we have a guy who 
English major, and I'm in charge of all the Well, the cons- problem is I'm using my other degrees right. all the time. I don't have time to, like, use my English one. I don't even, like, send anything over to you to, like, proof. To right? edit and stuff. It's like, man. Yeah, okay. Just let it fly. No one reads the description. They read the title and they press play. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Well, uh, see you next episode of Kiss. Nailed it. Got it. <laughs>